Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone, to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Boris Mednikov. Help me pronounce that right. Mednikov. Exactly oh, right. Thank you so much, Mark. You are Vanguard Real Estate in Winnipeg, Canada. And I've been there once. I've driven through it uh, once, but I actually went there for a few days, like a gazillion years ago. And that's what makes this uh, country so great. It's like all the different vibes around the country. Right. Yeah. It's a good, it's a beautiful place here and uh, people definitely visiting. We have lots of visitors coming every year. Uh, I think we've actually been uh, featured in one of the last year. Uh, one of the travel magazines is one of the destinations which many people here in Winnipeg have been surprised to, to discover, but it was on top 10 or something. So, yeah, definitely a nice place to visit and, and to live in for sure. Brilliant. And uh, where was home country for you? Well, I've been born in a country that does not exist any longer that's called USSR. Interesting. It's amazing. So here's what intrigues me is, uh, you know, people draw lines on borders to uh, make countries, but people have been there for like such a long time. Their culture often trumps country. The culture there trumps religion. Kind of thoughts on that, how important culture is to uh, defining a people. Well, the nice part about Canada, right, is that we have so many different people from different places, different cultures, different religions, all live together in peace and enjoy the beautiful things this this amazing place have to give them so this is i think this is a kind of an example to the world how people can and should live instead of fighting for the differences just find the common things so for, for example one cool thing we have in august every every year in august and for two weeks we have what's called folklorama so we have those uh different uh, you know places where we have different people from different uh, cultural groups unite and they show off their culture so they have they, you know the, the traditional food and dance and and culture display so and we last i think this year we had about 30 something different locations right showing 30 something different cultures, cultures? Different, nice. uh, countries where people coming from that live in the city so yeah it's you know in our world today because the travel became so easy right you can take a plane right now and be anywhere you want. And basically up to 10, 12 hours, you can be in any place in the world. It's, it's, it's different. It's not like you've been living in some place and never visited another. And to those days we enjoy, and like you mentioned, right, you like to travel. We enjoy that, that mobility, that, that new world. And we have to be able to embrace those people that come in from different places. Yeah, what's kind of interesting is when you travel is you realize that there's more similarities than differences uh, when you meet people. And one thing I've noticed wherever I travel in the world, and I've traveled a lot of places, people are kind, generous, and go out of their way to welcome you into their home and make sure you're doing okay, which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, we, because we get a lot of information from the news, right? And news not always positive to make to make it selling, to make it interesting, right? But the fact is people are so nice all around. And we just came back from Vegas. We've been in one of the biggest conventions, Inman uh, Connect in Vegas for nice. the industry, uh, industry. And then the funny part was, you know, when we when when somebody asked me where I'm from and I said Canada, 
they've been so happy. Oh, they have such a great perception of Canada. Oh, you're so nice. My wife went in one of the stores and the lady said, and she, she was like always polite, you know, thank you and please. And the, the lady in the store, the, the, the owner said, are you from Canada? She said, yeah. And she asked, how do you know? So, well, you're so polite, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's still, but, you know, people are great people everywhere. There is good and bad in every place, but we always try to concentrate on the, on the best we can see, get, and, and give. The reason I brought that up is right now you're in uh, in a broker. How many agents in the brokerage? Well, now we have we have some changes. So we I just a small broker. We have four agents right now. We have five more that learning and on the way to get their license. We have some changes going on in the brokerage. So yeah, but we have lots of you know different cultures, different people from different places working. <laughs> True, but the reason I bring it up is when you have a, a, a team or a brokerage, you can have uh, the same company, two teams, two brokerages, but you can have a different vibe in this team versus uh, team B. Not necessarily one's better than the other, but you get to define the culture you want to build within your organization. And oh, by yeah. that, it's like, you know, you've got some, uh, I was working with a team in the States and their culture was defined as we are hunters. And these guys prospecting was a critical part of what they did and they enjoyed it and they embraced it. And they've had like days where they'll basically, we're going to do a thousand dials today, which they don't do often, but you know, they've got a team of 10 people. They did a thousand conversations, not dials, a thousand conversations that day. And they just racked up a ton of business in the next 60 days out of it. But that's how they define themselves, support each other. We're hunters, we're not uh, get to a certain place and we kind of rest. So uh, what kind of vibe do you want to build in your brokerage? Like what kind of feeling do you want so that it attracts other agents to come there? And it also keeps other agents away. It's like, no, no, that's not the vibe for me. So what are you guys trying to build there? So we have this, and it's a great question. Thank you for that. We, we have that vibe basically we work we don't define ourselves as a team but we work as a team what i mean is in many brokerages you can see that agents are not open to each other and basically they see competitors in each other right yes they try to so so as a new agent you come to a brokerage you have lots of other agents that you kind of supposed to learn from but everybody of them thinks well, if I'm going to teach this new guy, he's going to take my business, right? So the first thing I always tell my guys here is, hey, guys, listen, there is plenty of work for everyone who wants to do the work and who is good at doing it, right? You have to do the right steps. We always put the client first and commission second. So it's not about how much money you're going to make today. It's a lot about that long-term business. We, we do so much every day, but we don't expect to get something back in the same day, right? Because it's I always, I always say it's almost like the farmers, but the farmers know they're going to harvest in the in the fall. We don't know when, but we yeah. will if we're going to do it the right way. So the most important thing is be honest to each other, help each other. And if you're going to, you know, we're we helping every agent and by that everybody is successful. We give advice to everyone. One is more um, experienced with rural properties, one more with developments, one more with commercial. We help each other instead of, taking the business from each other. And this is how we try to create a friendly environment because I mean, I know so many places where people just, they don't like the place they come to because, you know, they feel they come to a place full of competitors where in our place, you come to a place full of friends that help you do your business. Brilliant. Because at the end of the day, everything that we do is made up. I mean, one of the things great leaders do is make shit up. Because the reality is, oftentimes reality isn't reality. So you can think of it as we've got a pie and we need to slice the pie up, or you can choose the reality of let's make the pie bigger. 
There's more than enough business here. Let's make it bigger for everyone so everybody grows. And if that's the lie that everyone embraces, that's the reality. And I think one of the ways I look at it is this, is that Einstein, who was, you know, like a genius, many of the things that he thought of uh, have been proven not entirely accurate now because we have a better model. But just because he wasn't totally accurate doesn't mean we didn't invent cell phones and space travel and all these amazing things. And so are you a team leader? Yeah. I'm a broker. And basically, like I said, I treat all my agents as as team members, although we're not officially operated as a team. Excellent. So Boris, as you look down towards, don't name any names, but as you look down and you look at the different agents that are part of your brokerage, can you sometimes see that if John could be just bolder in this one area, his business would explode? Or if Jane could stop doubting herself over here, it would be a game changer. So sometimes can you see things really clearly, what needs changing? Oh yeah, for sure. And because I'm, I'm an active, I'm selling broker, right? I'm not just managing, I'm doing- So you walk your myself. talk, yeah. I, yeah, I see it every day. And I always try to watch the people, watch the, the agents work for me and analyze their activity, right? So I'm not ever making them working my way because everybody have their own specific way of work. But I try to see what, you know, the, the, the basics that they do correct or not, right? And then I try to correct them and say, guys, listen, you're great, right? You're doing your job, but you have to be more open on this or you, you're missing some information. You have to, you can't tell people things that you don't know. It's the worst thing you can do, right? Just tell them, guys, I'm not sure about it. I'll, I'll call my broker. I'll, I'll find information. I'll call my lawyer, whoever, and I'm going to give it to you. You have to be honest. You have to be open. People, this is what people are looking for. They don't want fake, you know, the, the very popular things those days, the, the fake it till you make it. I, I really against it because when you fake, people see it. And I Absolutely. Think if they don't see it, to be honest. if they don't see it, they feel it. Like you've been in places where you meet someone and your eyes, your intellect tells you, oh my God, this is amazing. But there's a feeling in your body that says something wrong. Things wrong. And yeah. you kind of go, oh, what's wrong? And so my philosophy is that the most authentic version of Boris is the most powerful one. And so your job as a human being is to really discover who you are with the amazing gifts and also the shortcomings. Because once you realize what they are, you can go fix those or get help. But even with your flaws, if you are authentic, you're powerful. It's when you pretend they don't exist is when the issues happen. I agree with you. Yeah, we're all human beings. I always say we're all human beings. We have our cons and pros. We are not perfect. Everybody, even the you know the best agent have their, their issues that they cannot deal with it. Like you said, we have to be able to recognize those to find help. If we need another agent that can help you in this field, this, this is important. Uh, but yeah, be real. And of course, reinforce yourself by knowledge, by things you have to learn. You can just come yourself authentic with zero knowledge and say, well, this is me. Well, this is you. Great. But if you're a professional, you have to have a set set of tools you're going to use for your job. But this is the, the, the real you, right? And, and nobody, not everybody going to like it. Not everybody going to want to work with a person like you. And that's why it's good to have a team say, you know what? We are not a good match. I have a great person here that can be exactly what you're looking for, have maybe enough sufficient time for a new agent because the, the biggest issue here is the time, right? Some people are very time demanding and, and you know, some agents that who working at the same time with many clients not always can provide a time. If you recognize that, say, listen, I can't give you 24 hours a day, but I have a new agent that have no business at all. I'm going to give you to him. Plus, I'm going to support him in any questions or help he need. Brilliant. Because I think, and there's also something to be said for authenticity and honesty. 
And what you just described is like uh, a lot of people. So I think it's the first part of the relationship that's like the most important. It's where I develop a relationship with Boris and Boris gets a sense of, I trust Umar. And then once we establish that, then I can say, you know, Boris, this is not going to be a, a great fit because of this, but we've got an agent that's going to be perfect for you. I'm going to back you up. If you have this conversation before you build a trust, then it may not go as well. But if you got that initial trust developed, then you can speak the truth and the people are like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. Oh, yeah. trust, trust is number one in our business. And you see, you mentioned people from different countries. Right now, uh, in immigrants and immigration is a big chunk of our business here, right? And I work with lots of immigrants. And the, the way, you know, like we said, Canada is a great place. We have great people. We have not so good people, but generally people are great. Many places where people coming from, they used to think of a real estate agent as basically a liar and a thief, right? <laughs> this is the perception. And we can do anything about it. And when I have this, you know, this person coming from a different country and looking at me kind of a bit strange, mm. I know what he thinks. And I said, yeah. listen, I'm an immigrant myself. You know, I know what you're talking about, what you're thinking about. Don't worry, ask me any question you have. And over time, you will discover that it's all good. So I had a, this, this uh, amazing example where I had a young couple and they started to look for a house with me. And, uh, and we're putting a first offer, right? So I told them, okay, we have to make a deposit, a deposit check. Uh, so they asked how much. They said, well, 10, 20K will be okay. And I see the husband and the wife look at each other. And, the, and the, their, their eyes say, we're going to give 20K to this guy? No way. This guy's out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I said, guys, I, and I seen that. Right? I said, listen, yeah, I have to explain it to you. This is how it works. It's going to go to trust account. It's going to be this and that. If you're not going to get the house. Gonna buy. So I, I made a full speech to them, explaining them. And then with the shaky hands, you know, he was signing checks. The check, we lost that one. But in the future, you know, we just kind of, a, when we lost a few houses, next it was like, okay, sure. They haven't been, so they, they kind of, it was the first test for me, right? And then when they figure out everything is fine, everything's okay, nothing going to happen. But you have to build trust. You can't expect somebody to trust you just because they have the senior picture online, right? You have to earn the trust. And, 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 you, and you also, like what you described was very much, you have to be aware of what's happening to the other person and not yeah. be in your world. And I think one of the skills that we need as human beings to be enhanced, but especially in your business, is the art of listening. And paying attention to body language, because sometimes people say the right thing and you notice the look between the husband and the wife and it's like, wait a minute, something's going on here. And one of the ways to kind of handle that, I find, is, you know, John, I noticed the way you looked at your wife and that meant to me that you have a little bit of misgivings about the check. Did I read that right? And just by asking, did I read that right? They kind of go, sometimes, no, no, that's not right. Or they go, absolutely. But if you say, you have a look that you don't trust me, then all of a sudden they're like defensive. But if you go, I saw the look and this is what I think it means. Did I read it right? And then people go, yeah, there's a little bit of things there. So I think learning those skills, how to communicate and connect are so essential to building that heart-to-heart -heart connection. Oh, yeah. And, and again, the cultural part is very important here because different people, different cultures do it differently, right? And... Some, so your example might be great with a Canadian couple, but with immigrant, if you're going to point it to them, they will say, no, 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 you didn't got it right. But they'll have a bad feeling that, oh, you kind of you read them, right? You read them. I don't want oh, them to read interesting. them. Interesting. So, so it really depends who you're dealing with. And this way you said, you know, the fact there is so many cultures, you have to understand and try to understand who you're dealing with. You have to be open, honest, but sometimes, but by doing something that will be fully acceptable to you, it might not be acceptable to somebody else and they're going to be insulted and you don't even have a clue it's happened because you haven't had any guilty. bad intention. Yep, guilty. 
Brilliant. So, so but, but yeah, and, and this is why, you know, it's, it's great when we work with, I love so much working with different culture, with different people, different agents, because I know, let's say if I work with an agent that came from China, right? I know that he will have a best understanding of his client, but I know I can give him this, this uh, support in knowledge in the market and sales. So I can give him the technical support, but I can never be better than him in Cultural side. His culture, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So tell me about a hard one lesson for you. Maybe a place that you screwed up, Boris, where it's like, oh, I made a mistake, but I learned an important lesson. Tell me about one of those instances uh, in your career. Okay, so I'm trying not to, and I'm trying to learn from all my lessons. So just something that's happening right now, right? It's not a big thing, but it's something I always tell my agents. We put something on the listing as a feature, right? And it was inserted by mistake. It, it's not there, right? So I have a client, an agent call me saying, Boris, well, I'm going to get this. I said, well, it's my mistake. So we'll work on it, right? So so everything have a price, but I always look at it as a tuition fees, right? I, I pay the same like they're going to the school. You pay to the school to be able to know that. So if we have some mistake with it, I, there is a good saying that said that every problem that can be solved with money is not a problem, is an expense. Yep. it's. Uh... I'm not sure who said that. But I love it because, you know, there's real problems that people have, like health and stuff. You cannot solve it. This is a problem. Every, everything that can be solved with, with money is just an expense and a lesson for you to learn. I heard it articulated slightly different. If you've got a problem that can be solved with money, you don't have a problem. Yeah, you have an expense. They see it as an investment, but just like it's not a problem. You got the money to solve it. Yeah, Throw money exactly. in and solve so, it. It's not a so problem. That, the idea is the same, right? Yeah, we absolutely. Have, we have to take everything in proportion. Sometimes people get panicked, and because of small things that are not going to affect anything, right? If you have that expense, just get the best of it. Learn, right? That's it. So one of my uh, hopes, which we didn't happen often, thank God, and unfortunately, was when uh, I made a mistake or we made a mistake, because everybody in every industry, Boris, we're going to look after you, baby. There's any issues, we're going to look after you. And everybody says it, and it almost becomes a cliche. Yep. And if you ever happen to screw up and you take care of it immediately in the right way, then people don't lose trust in you. The trust goes up dramatically. It's like, oh my God, you said you take care of it and you did. Most people talk a good game, but when a problem happens, they're like uh, being difficult. And so, hey, don't make mistakes. But if you do make a mistake, when you handle it well, what you end up doing is building a stronger trust for that client and more than likely a great referral source that's going to recommend you to a lot of people. It's like, hey, this guy's amazing. We had this issue and they looked after it right away. And so uh, don't hide the mistakes, embrace them and solve them quickly and use them as a way to increase the bond with your clients. Yeah. And and to add to that, only one thing is always admit your fault. Absolutely. Don't try to say, no, it's not me. It's happened. No, you know what? I'm a professional. Even though it's my assistant, even though it's from somebody from the office, I'm the owner, I'm the boss. So it's my mistake. I, I haven't placed you with the right person, the, the person, it's it's my problem and I'm going to solve it. Absolutely. And even sometimes when it's not your problem and it's like uh, the other agent or something else, just saying, oh, it's the other agent, it's not me, doesn't help. It's like, hey, I'm on your side. I'm going to take care of it. Done. Brilliant. Yeah. So you see a lot of agents. Where are some of the places where agents struggle that if you could help them overcome those issues in the first year, that they'd be a lot more successful and last in the industry longer. What would be the three biggest areas that you'd like to improve? Okay. So uh, first one, I think most important is the long-term vision. Many people come to this business. They seen it on the TV shows. They seen it in movies. It, it seems like I had a guy that's coming and, and half joke, half this. He said, Boris, so when do I buy my first Lamborghini? 
So well, I don't know. <laughs> don't yeah. ask me. It depends on you. But if this is all you think about, just leave the business. It's not about that. It's not about when you're going to do that. You have to have a long-term vision and you have to understand that things does not happen overnight. The only place what happens in the movies, but it's not real. It will take you time. It will take you tons of work and, and effort, right? But if we, we always say clients first, right? If we always take care of the best of your client, over time, they will see that. They will send you referrals. Though, though today, I think 95% of my business, 90%. It's referrals. It's referrals and, and repeating clients, right? I don't have to work so hard to promote because they're coming back and they be so. But it takes years to build. Somebody who comes tomorrow to the business cannot expect that. He has to first prove himself, gain the trust, gain the knowledge, right? So first, I always say, guys, it's not about what you're going to make tomorrow. And this is when, when people come to me, so I want to get my license. I say, listen, you have to be sure you have about 8, 10 to 12 months to pay for your family, house, food, kids, right? Because you're not going to make much money in the start. Takes the pressure off. And, and if you have this pressure, because uh, one of the offices I've been working when I started, I remember this agent, he was like, he's a good guy, but he was super nervous running around the office. Say, what's up? Say, well, you know, I have bills to pay. I haven't sold one house this month. Say, listen, nobody cares about your bills. It's your business. If people will feel that you're pressuring them to sell or buy because you didn't pay your bills, well, you have no chance to, to succeed, right? So first you have to have the, the, the long-term vision. I think from that vision, many things come to perspective. And you understand what is right, what is wrong. Uh, and, and again, to add to this is the, the patience to work with the client. Because, you know, you, how long will it take you to sell a house? Well, sometimes I sell it in a day. Sometimes I sell it in a year. You never know, right? And so when I have this hard client, I, I use an example. My father, he is a pretty difficult uh, client. So when, <laughs> so when, you know, I have a client that that wants this and want that and don't, don't know what he wants and, and change his mind every day and that I feel almost like, you know, I'm going to tell him I don't want to work with him. I, I say to myself, I kind of, I slow down and say, okay, foot with my father, right? And somebody will kick him out, basically. It's not, I don't gonna feel good about it, right? So I'm going to treat him the same way. I'm going to be super patient and I'm going to do everything he needs and guide him and show him, of course. And over time, you know, those very hard clients, when they're happy, I think this is kind of at the top level. And when somebody gets a referral from them, go to Boris, well, it's a, it's a, they know he's a hard client though. So they know if he is happy, you have to go there. So, so lots of patience. It's, it's a must and, uh, and just motivation. You have to keep yourself motivated. It's a must. Again, you can't know, you can't be motivated every day, right? But you have to have your own kind of, uh, I know some people do the wish, wish board. Some people do have yeah. some goals. It doesn't matter. It depends on the person, how he's going to keep himself motivated. Uh, and we, you know, we have our our guys here for that to, to help. And if you need to to meet with a more experienced agent and a broker that you know already been there, done that, it's it's always good. But the motivation, I think, have to come from inside. A person when he wakes up in the morning, he want to do things. He don't just want to lay down in bed and wait for something because nothing gonna happen if you're gonna create it. So this is something that people have to learn. There's a lot of books about it. Programs about again, you can always talk to somebody who can mentor you and guide you and lead you, but it's a must. Brilliant. So, uh, before we part company, uh, two questions. Number one, uh, Boris, what makes you happy? Well, I, I listened to a few of your podcasts, and I think the question, this question comes back, and the answer has come back is your family, right? And this is the most important thing, and we forget about it when we stuck at work till 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. or I don't know what, but I have, I have my six kids, you know, and uh, 
Wow, six. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. an army, half a soccer team. I know, yeah, we have a small brokerage in the house. Nice. So, uh, and it's, you know, it's a pleasure to be with them. Too. And, but, but this is the thing, right? Uh, it's not just about, you know, having fun with them, going to movies and play sports. My older one, I directly involve them in the business. So if I get, give them to sort the receipts, if I give them to, to shred the paper in the office, if I get them to clean the office, and I say, guys, listen, you, you know, as a family, and we have a big family, you have to help each other. You cannot, yes, yes. It's, it's not like I'm working and you're having fun. Now, if you are a five-year-old, I'm going to ask much from you, but I'll ask you to, you know, to, to pick up the garbage from the floor. It's not a big deal. But if you're 17, well, yes, you're going to do accounting, you know, this, and I'm going to teach you all that. And you don't have to be in my business. You don't have to work my business in the future. But this, those skills are so beneficial to any place you go. If you have a good working ethics, people will, will fight for you to have you there because, and, and gaining it from the child, why, why we put so much effort into kids? Because things you learn in the early age want to stay with you forever. So this that, is very important to put it into them. So I tell you why I like that a lot. Uh, number one, it's like you said, skill set for other work that they do. But more importantly, it builds uh, integrity and ethics within them as human beings. And they're going to do the same thing with their kids is just basically allow them to be better human beings because they learned it from their dad. Nice. But this, this is the idea. This is the hope, right? And But it's also creates a good bond between people, kids and parents because when it's just for fun, you know, when, when the kids, many kids, in those days, I see lots of families, right? You basically use the, the parents as a, as a wallet, right? As a walking wallet. Yeah. And it's, it's okay, but it's not good bond, I think. You have to be, you know, you have to understand that if you get, you must give. Many people think they deserve something just for being there, but they not, right? And many parents trying so hard to make their kids happy. So they're just spending and- Give, 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 yeah. But no, you have to get back. You, this is how you build a normal and a human being. Character, And not somebody just, just, just pulling up. So part of being that, sometimes when I, you know, I take a child with me, let's say if it's a friend that's buying a house, right? It's happened to me a few times. I took a kid with me. And he's seen the process of signing and, and explaining. He just sit quietly on the side. And I, when I would come, I present and say, hey, so-and-so, this is my help. This is my assistant. His name is such and such, right? And he's going to be here and, and just verify I'm doing everything properly. properly yeah. I don't, don't make any sense. And they're they happy about it, right? So they feel part. They feel involved. They feel important. And I think this is what creates big bonds. So this is, this is part of being you know, with your family and joining them with them. Because our, one or not, when business like our uh, what we do is, is most of our day and most of our life, right? So instead of splitting the way I see it, saying, okay, this is kids, this is work. No, let's merge it all together. Let's, let's be in it all together. Brilliant. Boris, uh, thank you so much for being on the program. I learned a lot and I really appreciate your uh, commitment to your people, your family, and your career. Thank you so much, Omar, for hosting me. It was a pleasure and uh, have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.